What's up, everyone? I want to tell you about a car that you are going to love. Check it out. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, I love that, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. So let's say you're ready to take the family on a camping trip or something like that. The Santa Fe is perfect for you. You've got all-wheel drive. You can load everyone up in the third row. It's time to start being adventurous, and you need the right car, and that's the Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. Here we go! Email us at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. Here we go! Get your lineup set. It's time for Start or Sit. Let's go! Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and he. Okay, let's get the fantasy playoffs started. We have got some elite quarterbacks with pretty tough matchups. We have got an AFC showdown in Foxborough, and we have got an amazing step. First of all, we have our participants laughing already. What did I do that is making you laugh before? You blew out our ears. <laughs> Holy cow, man. I know it's the fantasy playoffs, but what are you Woo! doing? Welcome to Fantasy do Deaf Today. Every show. I'm sorry. Um, no, well. you are exceptionally loud on that one. I what? I don't think I was. Just maybe my mic's a little louder than usual. All right. I'll have to... Uh, well, yeah. Beware. I'll do it. All right, guys. So... Um, <laughs> What a way. Hey. <laughs> I have an amazing stat to give you today. Jamie actually uh, brought it to the show's attention. Jamie, what is the amazing stat of the day? <laughs> well, um, <laughs> uh, according to Boston Sports Info, the Patriots with Julian Edelman and Tom Brady playing together are 42 and 0 against AFC opponent in their careers. The span That's of amazing. 10 years. At home. Amazing. At home. At in the home. regular season. In the regular season. Right. <laughs> <laughs> There's some AFC. more qualifications. Sorry. And I have verified. I've confirmed their reports that I didn't believe. I mean, I apologize for not believing it. Um, and I am glad that we are going to mush this on the podcast. Do you think uh, Chiefs win this week? I, we just mushed it. What do you think? Give me a pick. I I, I think the Chiefs win. I think what, the, what would cinch it is, Adam, if you could say... Of course the Chiefs aren't going to win. The Patriots always win at home against AFC teams in the in the regular season. Or I could just say Bonanza or something like that. Uh, I think the Patriots will probably win, I think. But, I think the Patriots win, too. Yeah, I know, but hey, could could certainly uh, could certainly swing the other way. That's the first game we're going to preview. Spent a lot of time on that one. Uh, those two teams, by the way, give up the fewest points to wide receivers and the fourth fewest points to wide receivers. That might surprise you with the Chiefs. Uh, give me a player that you love this week and then a player that you don't love so much this week. Maybe you even hate that player this week. Uh, let's start with someone we love this week. I, I like the outlook for LaShawn McCoy if there's no Damian Williams. Love, Dave. Express the love. You said you like. Mean? Okay. Love him. I love LaShawn McCoy <laughs> this week if Damian Williams doesn't play. Is that better for you? I didn't feel it. Okay. Well, sorry. <laughs> Just the track record of Andy Reid running backs going up to New England. Very, very good. Yeah. 
It's. Uh, I hope he gets more than 13 touches. It really hasn't been a running back that's had a good game with 13 or fewer touches against the Patriots. But Duke Johnson had 14 touches last week and he torched them. So you just you never know. But there's not been a Chiefs running back not named Damian Williams that has had more than 13 touches in a game. I know. That's why I, I just, brought it up. I just feel like they trust LaShawn McCoy. I think they have to trust LaShawn McCoy. I think they think he's old and they're afraid he's going yeah. to break. Well, then the alternative is an inexperienced rookie who might not know what Spencer he's doing. Ware. Or Spencer Ware. That's who well, you're going to trust? It could be all three guys. I mean, that's yeah. what we've seen. That they, I, multiple guys. I'm thinking LaShawn McCoy gets more work than he ever has. Or more work than he has this season. Not ever. That's a long time. But more than this season. I don't, I don't like him this week. Really? I, well, I'm lukewarm. Okay. He's great. in my top 24. <laughs> <laughs> JB, who do you like this week? Who do you love this week? I'll stay with the same game. I like Brady. I think Tom Brady's going to have a big game this week against the Chiefs. Okay. You love him. I do love him. You love him. <laughs> I do. Heath, uh, who do you love? I love Miles Sanders against the New York Giants. No, no, Giants. this game. Same game. Nope, not that. There's no one I love in that game. I love Miles Sanders. I don't expect that Jordan Howard's coming back. They finally let him loose a little bit last week. He'll do work in the passing game. He's going to get most of the work in the rushing game. He's going to be a top 10 running back this week. Wow, that'd be great. Okay, so... So do you feel confident enough to sit David Montgomery or Tariq Cohen for him just in case? For Miles Sanders? Yeah. Yeah, because, yeah. What, because what if Jordan Howard comes back? That's a good That's point. True. I think if Jordan Howard comes back, I'd, it's like a 50-50 shot. Who's better between Miles Sanders and Tariq Cohen or Miles Sanders and David Montgomery? I'd play Montgomery. for If you told me right now Jordan Howard's playing, I'd play Montgomery over Sanders. Yes, I would too. Yeah. But it's not that. Like it's There'll be... Pretty close in the rankings still. Like maybe one of them's twenty five and one of them's twenty eight or something. For I, I, I'm I'm probably a little bit more optimistic on Montgomery, but I I'd, I'd yeah. play Montgomery over the Eagles running backs if you told me Howard was playing. But I'd play Sanders over Tariq Cohen. Quick thought on tonight's game. I'm just so nervous that it's going to be low scoring, but there are some pretty key defensive injuries that could really help. Prince Mukamara is out for the Bears, and that, uh, that'll hurt. Well, I don't think well, so. It'll help it, Dallas. It, it, it'll help Dallas. I know he was bad against. Uh, uh, last week, but you know, still a starting cornerback, Antoine Woods and Leighton Vander Esch and Jeff Heath, a defensive tackle, a linebacker, and a safety, all out for the Cowboys. Hopefully, that helps the scoring a little bit. But, but you know, just in general, guys, like I know we previewed it yesterday, so just give me a quick, quick version of this. Who who do you feel comfortable with tonight? I think you're starting all the main Cowboys guys. It's hard to get away from, you know, maybe Michael Gallup, but you know, that's got to be probably the only one you're starting Cooper you're starting Zeke you're starting Dak most likely um you know I had a buddy of mine ask me um Baker or Cousins or Dak Dak's third for me but I I mean he's he's still a top 12 quarterback I I, I don't think most people are going to bench Dak Prescott and uh for the Bears I think it's you know Allen Robinson for sure and then it just kind of comes down to how much you trust you know David Montgomery uh, Anthony Miller same thing you know how much do you trust him um, given the re- recent level of play, he's, he's at least a number three receiver, depending on how many guys you start. Okay, cool. And who's a player you hate this week? Heath? Heath the hater? I don't want to be negative or anything. Really? But I I don't know if this guy's supposed to be in the rankings debate. I know we have a wide variance of opinion, but I kind of hate Drew Brees. Mm. I moved him down this morning. I am scared of that San Francisco defense that you just can't, haven't been able to pass on them. Like running quarterbacks have had success. Mobile quarterbacks have had success. Um, Drew Brees is not very mobile. I feel I think, like we're headed toward a low scoring game between those teams. It feels like it. Yeah, I I, I dropped him down too. Um, I, I think he's still top 15. He's still top 15 for me. Like I'm not going to start. Um, the, the one guy that I like better than him 
of the guys we've talked about on waivers is Fitzpatrick. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you can certainly make an argument for Darnold as well, uh, maybe Tannehill, but that's kind of the range for me. I, I would I would put him ahead of Darnold and Tannehill, but I, he's behind Fitzpatrick for me. Okay, Jamie, player you hate? Um, not hate, but uh, nervous about uh, DJ Chark. You know, I, we, we've seen some up and down performances from him um, really all season. You know, he's had uh, some huge games and, and some downers. Two of his last three have been downers. Uh, hopefully, Minshew coming back will help. Uh, but I do think you look at this Chargers secondary, they've been very good against opposing receivers really all season. And I don't know if Minshew is the Minshew we saw early in the season or is it the Minshew we started to see before he got benched and lost his job when he was getting jumpy in the pocket and, you know, got really schemed out of looking like a good quarterback in that game against the Panthers. So Chark makes me a little bit nervous. Would you, would you consider him as a flex? Yeah, I don't think most people are going to bench DJ Chark. And, and I get that, you know, he's, he's got that he's, he's, you know, we talk about these boomer bus receivers. You he's know, one of them He is, but I, like he's on the higher end because you know, from what his body of work has been this year, like I don't put him in the same category as like a Brandon cooks or a uh, James Washington, you know, Washington's obviously playing very well right now, but um, you know, the, the type of guys where it's it's one play is going to set them apart. I, he's going to get more targets and better opportunities than those guys. I just don't love the setup for him like I typically do. I've got him ranked lower than I have in the last month, but I'd still start him over Gallup and Miller. Uh, I agree. Yeah. Oh, Agreed. that's going to be my I'm next gonna, question. I'm going to start Miller over <laughs> him in PPR for sure. Cool. Uh, and Washington's real close. Dave, who's your hate haterade player? Uh, I don't like what I've seen from Philip Lindsay over the last four weeks. And um, four or three, because four games ago he had the big game against Cleveland. It was one run, but he's he's just eight PPR fancy points or less in four of his past six, six non PPR points in less or in five of those past six. Um, he's getting the work. It's not like he's sharing with Royce Freeman, but he's playing against Houston. Drew Locke's the quarterback. Houston's defense, I think, played really well last week. The numbers that James White got, a lot of it was toward the end of the game. I felt like it was kind of fluky, and I don't think the Broncos are going to adjust their offense the way that the Patriots adjust theirs. I just think they do what they do, and uh, I, I think he could you can get away from him this week. It, it'll be a good test for Lindsey. I still like him because of the work he's got and because of what the Texans' defense has mm-hmm. done recently. On the ground the last three weeks, they've given up 178, 155, and 139 yards their last three games, and last week they gave up almost 100 yards through the air. Yeah, so yeah, I which, did. I don't think you can count on that for Lindsay. As well, as his catches have been there. He hasn't been doing a lot with his catches. I, I was uh, originally like he was uh, when when I first did the uh, first version of Start Set. Um, he was the bustler. I took him out two reasons. One, Freeman showed up on the injury report, so I wonder if he gets even more work. I mean, Freeman's still been taking touches away from him. It's not like it, uh, just not as much as it was earlier. Right, 100. Sure. Um, the last three game, uh, uh, yeah, three games, he's been um, what 16 or more touches. I think we said yeah. yesterday. Yeah. Um, and then what Pete said on the show yesterday about yep. Locke. Uh, Locke dumping the ball off to him a little bit more. We have seen that, you know, you had the big game from James White, but you also had Mark Ingram had the two touchdown game against them through the air as well. Oh yeah. And so I wonder if they're a little bit vulnerable oh, in they that are. regard. They give up they the most, are, they give up the most receiving the yards. Take advantage. They give up the most receiving yards to running backs. And I think the second most catches to running backs drew Locke through 28 passes. Seven of them went to running backs, but I think four went to Lindsay and three to Freeman, or maybe it was reversed. So it wasn't just Philip Lindsay. Sure. I just think with this offense, like they started the year with Flacco, and the whole time he was quarterback, they threw to running backs a lot. Brandon Allen came in and didn't do it, and then Drew Locke came in and did. So I think the offense involves a lot of dump-offs to running backs. Brandon Allen was just taking off running instead. Yeah. Maybe. Okay. So those are some players we love and we hate. LeSean McCoy, Tom Brady, Miles Sanders, guys we really like this week. 
Philip Lindsay, DJ Chark, and who was the other? Drew Brees. Drew Brees, a little cold on them this week. Our Apple Podcast Review Mailbag is on Saturday, but we read them on Friday. So get your questions in. It does take a little bit of time to show up on Apple Podcasts, so it's a good idea to get them in today. Uh, please write us a nice review and leave your question, and we'll try to read them. My inbox, by the way, at fantasyfootball@cbsi.com is flooded. Uh, I've got over 100 emails that I'm not going to be able to get to all of them, but I will try to answer some of your start-sit questions before the game starts tonight. Uh, Facebook giveaway this week, your unsung hero of fantasy playoffs in the past. And don't forget, if you don't hear your question answered on this show, on the mailbag, or if, if we don't get back to you on Twitter or whatever, Ion Fantasy Football, our radio show, Saturday night, 10 p.m. Eastern. That's a great time to get your question heard on the air. It's on CBS Sports Radio, 10 p.m. to midnight on Saturday, Eastern Time, and it's also on Sirius Channel 206. Kind of an interesting week because there are some really interesting uh, streaming quarterbacks that we've talked about. Uh, not today, but on Tuesday and a little bit on Wednesday. Ryan Tannehill, Ryan Fitzpatrick, etc. But Lamar Jackson at Buffalo. Patrick Mahomes at New England. Deshaun Watson against Denver. Russell Wilson at the Rams. Uh, Drew Brees against the Niners. Dak Prescott against the Cowboys, against the Bears, at, at the Bears. They all have pretty tough matchups here. Uh, the Broncos haven't been so great lately, so maybe Watson doesn't. I don't know. But what do you think about just that in general? that six of the best quarterbacks in fantasy do not have favorable matchups this week. In five, fact, have unfavorable. Five. five of the best quarterbacks in fantasy. Like Drew Brees has averaged 19 fantasy points per game this year. Oh, okay. Other guys but but, but, but listen, six. but he's Drew Brees at home this week. Drew Brees at okay. home is an, is <laughs> an elite That's quarterback. True. But fair, okay, fair enough. But but five, six quarterbacks that would typically be started. You know, what do you make of that? I mean, it, this is the age-old question when you get to the playoffs. I mean, it's really every week, but, you know, when you get to the playoffs, do you play the guys who got you here or do you, you know, get cute and try and play some matchups? I, I, really, the only one that I think you're getting away from of that group is Breeze, yeah. you know. So um, you, you, can, you can argue Russell Wilson just based on how he's performed with his lack of attempts, and we've seen it work out well. We've seen it, you know, uh, you know, just ruin your week. But I, I, there's no way you're benching Mahomes at this point or Watson. Watson proved last week what he can do in a tough matchup. You know, so it's uh, it, it's just one of those things. I think you stick with the guys that, that got you here unless you feel overwhelmingly confident about right. a Fitzpatrick or a Darnold or, you know, you're lucky enough to have maybe a Baker Mayfield or, or a Kirk Cousins right. or Carson Wentz on your bench. Yeah, those three, I think, are, you know, probably easier than calls to start rather than like going to the Fitzpatrick Tannehill route cousins and, and Wentz like Wentz for you guys is top four quarterback. So if you're nervous mm -hmm. about your quarterback, you know, you go with Wentz cousins is what six, eight and Heath has him 11th and Mayfield seventh for Jamie. Uh, I don't like Mayfield 12th and 24th. Wow. Why? Wow. <laughs> it's, what has Baker Mayfield done this year? And the Bengals defense looked a little bit better last week. And I think this you is why they look I think they're going to run week. the ball. Because they're facing Sam Darnold? Yeah. They were playing against a depleted offensive oh. line and a Jets offense that dropped five passes. So, including a touchdown. Heath didn't hear the stat I gave yesterday, even though I told This him. might change my mind. Right. To Baker Mayfield has faced an impossible schedule this year. Every single you one told of his, me this stat yesterday. He's faced and I told five, you, I, I actually responded. I to know, you. but you, but you didn't. But it wasn't to my satisfaction. I, know, I, I mean, I, he lit them up. Sixty-four fantasy points against them in two matchups last year. He's gotten four. He's got four games with twenty or more fantasy points. All of them have been at home. So I mean, he plays well in this building, and he's getting his left tackle back. I just wonder if, and this, th we're going to start to see this at this point in the season. 
when you know your coach is on the hot seat, and especially Baker starting to hear national media say Freddie might not be the right thing for him, mm-hmm. if he's not happy with the situation, he's not going to throw a game, obviously. But you see the foot, the 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 gas pedal gets lifted up a little bit. Well, know, it the, could be like the Rodgers situation they said last year, where Rodgers was just kind of calling his own plays and not listening. Exactly, to the coaches great, yes. great example, right. perfect example of just discord in the building, discord in the room, upset in the locker room, and they take it out on the field. You know, and so that's my only concern is if if he's a Freddie guy, he's gonna have a great game. If he's not a Freddie guy, I don't know. Mm. More of a Jason, but I'm starting big. I I I love I love the setup for Big. I think he's going to play for Fred. I I I think he's going to light up the Bengals. What if he plays for Monken? What if he plays for Odell and Landry? You know, I just I Uh, I have a hard time believing he's going to. He's got a great matchup. It's not it's not purposely suck. It's not purposely suck. It's just it's not buying the plan. Right, the mindset's not the same. You're not motivated to be out there the same level that you typically are, especially now that you know they got eliminated last week. You know, so it's. You go through the motions a little bit. So I, I just think Baker's mentality, like what he said yesterday about when he, he was asked about his hand injury. Did you hear the quote? Uh-uh. He said, Mama didn't raise no wuss. Oh, what's you such know, a ridiculous so, quote. Uh, All it the is, bravado but, you know, from that guy. Just go out and play. But no, I, uh, and, I'm and being I think, too hard I think he him. will. I, I'm sorry. I think he will. I, you know, <laughs> the, the Bengals had their, it's like the Falcons. You know, they had their, their two-game stretch of we're playing for Quinn and everything was great. And then they reverted back to who they were. The Bengals got Andy Dalton last week and they had a great game and they yep. played an inept Jeff Jets offense that had been playing a little bit over their heads probably the previous few weeks. And I think Baker's going to come out there at home against a team that he's beaten up before in a spot that he plays well and he'll play well. All right, cool. So uh, we got a, more games to preview. We got news and notes. We got to talk about Eli Manning. What? But first, ZipRecruiter. Hiring can be a slow process. Cafe Altura COO Dylan Miskowitz needed to hire a director of coffee for his organic coffee company, but he was having trouble finding qualified applicants, so he switched to ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them for you. Its technology identifies people with the right experience and invites them to apply to your job. So you're going to get qualified candidates fast with ZipRecruiter. Now, Dylan posted his job on ZipRecruiter, and he said he was impressed by how quickly he had great candidates apply. And he also used ZipRecruiter's candidate rating feature to filter his applicants so he could focus on the most relevant ones. I mean, these are, these are really efficient tools if you're trying to get somebody hired. That's how Dylan found his new director of coffee in just a few days. So with results like that, it's no wonder four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. See why ZipRecruiter is effective for businesses of all sizes. Try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash FFT. That's our web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash FFT. ZipRecruiter.com slash FFT. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Okay, news and notes. Let's fire through these guys. Eli Manning likely to start this week, and the Giants Let's could. Go. Yeah, ugh. the Giants could be <laughs> completely healthy in their receiving core with Golden Tate and Evan Ingram back. It Done with back. the Eagles as streamers. Done with the Eagles as streamers, probably. Well, they'll be a pick oh, six. Yeah? I don't know that Eli Manning does not throw interceptions at the same rate as Daniel Jones. Does not fumble at the same rate right as now? Daniel Jones. Yes, he is never. No, I'm serious. Like, look at how bad he is. One hundred percent. Eli's interception rate over the last well, three seasons, be. probably the worst three seasons of his career, is two point three percent. Yep. Jones had a higher rate this year. That's fine, but Daniel he's still Jones has pro. fumbled. Listen, has fumbled more times this season in ten games than Eli ever has in a full season. 
I think Daniel Eli's Jones' gonna, sack rate this year is higher than Eli's sack rate has ever been. I think Eli's going to take Daniel more Daniel Jones is a better quarterback for a defense to face than Eli Manning. Ooh, so boy. you've got Eli know. in your top 10, 5? That said nothing about Eli scoring fantasy points. Uh, it's I about know, I Eli know. preventing the other team from scoring fantasy points because yeah, he dumps the ball off to Saquon Barkley and Evan Ingram and doesn't you're, do anything with it. You're 100% right. Nothing I wonder, though, if he comes out and like, F it. I got nothing to lose. I'm <laughs> no. throwing the ball all over the place here. I don't care. I Monday Night Football is the last time. That's right. like. He doesn't want to get hit. I think he just comes out and just dinks and dunks and doesn't get hit, doesn't get sacked, doesn't throw picks, doesn't fumble. And it's uh, going to be a fun game. The Eagles. I, I think I'm Giants kind of excited yeah. for the game now. The Giants, yeah. I mean, this happens all right the time. What is with you oh, people? No, everybody, this happens all the time? Yes, this happens all the time. The Giants are going to win. People say this. I think the Giants no, are going to no, win. No, I hear no, this. No, no, they no, suck. They're going to get killed. They're going to get killed. They have two wins. I think wins. they might win. They so I don't think they're going to get killed. Especially after this rant. I don't I think they're going to get killed. <laughs> the Dolphins just beat the Eagles. I The, the Dolphins are going to beat the Giants in two weeks. Cam Newton will have the, foot I surgery. Think the, the Dolphins are going to beat the Giants in two weeks, too. But I, I think you look at this this way. You said it. They're finally healthy. When is they have, you know, this season, they haven't had everybody healthy. They got their quarter. Can right, you right, back? All right, they please. Get their tight please, end back? I, I cannot talk about that team anymore. Cam Newton's going to have foot surgery. Baker Mayfield says he's going to play. He's going he's to play. Uh, running back news. Dalvin Cook was listed as limited, but he insists he will play this week. If we, you know, if he's still limited on Thursday, what do we do with the Thursday night guys? Obviously not Zeke, uh, compared to Dalvin Cook and Alexander Madison. I think, you know, you play it safe. Obviously, you don't want to get stuck with a zero for Dalvin if he's ruled inactive. That doesn't seem to be the case, but I have no, like, the way I, I, I feel this could go is that Cook could almost be the backup or emergency running back if they're concerned about his injury and they let Madison go out there and see how he does to start the game. That's just total gut feeling. Um, but, I mean, if you have a situation of David Montgomery versus Dalvin Cook, you wait that out if you can. Yeah, maybe go pick up. Like, Patrick Laird's still available in 76% of leagues. Go pick him up and just, if Cook doesn't play, then you play Laird. Wow. Okay. I mean, that's a hell of a drop-off if that ends up happening. Well, the drop-off drop is Montgomery to Laird, not, not Cook. I don't know if there's much drop-off from Montgomery to Laird in PPR. Sure, in PPR, I guess that's closer. Uh, Damian Williams mispracticed, so we're not expecting Daryl. There's a chance Damian will play, and we'll have to see what happens there. Marlon Mack returned to practice. Do we think he's going to play at Tampa Bay? Yes. Would you start Montgomery or no. Mack? Montgomery. Yeah. So you want to sit Mack? So uh, I was listening to, I don't know if you guys talked to uh, Dr. Chow about this on Monday, but I was just listening to him on a radio interview uh, prior to the show. And he said, most likely he's carrying the ball. I, I forget which hand it is, but he's carrying yes. the ball in, a, in, in the other hand, mm-hmm. um, probably the entire game. And you're for a guy that doesn't work in the passing game, he said, you're probably not going to see him at all in that regard because he can't pass protect. So in a matchup against a team that specifically shuts down the run. Um, yeah. yeah, it's it's hands off for me. All right, James Conner was limited. He has a chance to play this week. Jordan Howard still day-to-day, but we don't think he's going to play as of now. Bruce Arian said Ronald Jones is his starter, but he didn't commit to Jameis Winston in 2020. But I right just want to say real Jones quick on, on, on Jordan Howard, because yeah. anybody listening to this, um, if you have to make the decision for Thursday, this is their first practice. So just keep an eye on the Eagles' practice report. Yeah. It's he'll, he'll be limited. He's been limited I, 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 I would uh, 100% agree with you, but again, you know, just... If you're factoring, because we had the conversation, Montgomery versus the Eagles guys, just take a look at the practice report for Howard. If he practices in full, then maybe you make a different arrangement or a different you know, lineup decision when it comes to Sanders versus Montgomery. 
Uh, would you start a Thursday night running back or Ronald Jones? Thursday night running back. I'd start a Tuesday night running back over <laughs> Ronald Jones. Carryon Johnson returned to practice, and he actually is eligible to return in week 16 where he would face Denver. So that's Carryon Johnson. Sean McVay said Todd Gurley getting more work lately is about McVay not being an idiot. So you know he wants to use Gurley as much as he can. And Josh Jacobs is playing through a fractured shoulder. He's still been pretty good. Wide receivers. T.Y. Hilton doesn't know if he'll play this season, so don't expect him this week at Tampa Bay. Juju Smith-Schuster still week to week. Unlikely, It seems unlikely to play this week. Uh, Julio Jones, though, and Calvin Ridley, they both were limited. We think <laughs> Julio and Ridley will both play? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Golden Tate and Evan Ingram could be back this week. A.J. Green is out. Taylor Gabriel is out. Adam Thielen mispractice. We will see on him. Austin Hooper expected to play this week. Gerald Everett mispractice. So Tyler Higby. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I had to choose last night between Higby and Gasicki, picking him up off waivers. I think I picked I picked up Gasicki, but you know, I don't think Higby's mm-hmm. gonna get added, so I could make a Sunday swap. They're but, both good. They're, yeah, both, they're good. both good. Uh and Greg Olson mispractice, so we're not expecting him as Can you now. can when you guys look up um just I, I wonder what's Todd Gurley's cap it if they cut him after the season? I'm on. Okay, we'll find out. I just just wonder if, you know, just what you said about Gurley, can they just run him into the ground these next few weeks and then move on? This is kind of what we thought would happen all along was that they'd limit him, limit him, limit him, and then once they get to playoff playoff run in December, they they let him go. Uh, I think it's it's still big. It's an 8.4 million cap hit if they let him go in 2020. Yeah, in this day and age of the NFL, it's something they actually save. uh, Or no, I'm sorry. The dead money is twenty five million. Yeah, and Ooh, the is cap lot. savings is negative eight point four million. They got to keep them for twenty twenty. I read it wrong. My bad. Okay, uh, the Saints hope to get Teron Armstead, their left tackle back, but probably not going to get Andrews Pete back, their left guard. And defensively, the Jets secondary is super beat up, so they got the Dolphins. Uh, Gerald McCoy mispractice. Uh, the Panthers' run defense is going to be even worse. Xavier Rhodes said he's battling through some stuff. He's playing beat up, apparently, and, and it's showing. The Colts mm-hmm. claim kicker Chase McLaughlin off waivers. He was on the 49ers. He actually did a pretty nice job, but they have Robbie Gold back, and McLaughlin might play this week. Vinatieri's on the injury report. Uh, Tennessee cornerback Adoree Jackson mispractice. Seattle defensive end Ezekiel Ansa has a stinger. Richard Sherman has a knee issue, and Miles Jack for the Jaguars likely out this week. Let's do some rankings disputes. Here we go. So today we got seven AFC home games, plus I put Sunday Night Football, Seattle, and uh, the Rams on this. Jared Goff, 14th for Dave and Jamie, 23rd for Heath. We'll go Jamie versus Heath here. Heath, you don't like Jared Goff this week. I just, and I should have said this about Baker Mayfield too, it feels like to me there are 20 quarterbacks this week that I'm fine with starting, and I I don't really want to take a chance on what's been an up and down and up and down season for Jared Goff. He did look better recently, but I don't have a lot of confidence in him. I totally get that. And and it, it's it's reason to say that given what he showed us prior to last week. But I think they got their confidence back a little bit as an offense. Um, the receiving core is healthy again. I also think that there's going to be some points in this game. You know, I think you're going to see the Seattle offense show up and put some points on the Rams defense. And I think Goff at home is typically a good play. If they can protect him, that's the biggest thing with him because he's such a rhythm quarterback. If they can protect him, then I think he's going to have the chance to put up a, a not what he did last week. He's not going to have, you know, 400 the, yards. Yeah. The, um, but he should have multiple touchdowns. And, and I think, you know, he's he's in that low end starting group. I'm with you. There, there's a lot of guys you can say Darnold better, Fitzpatrick better, Tannehill better. I, I totally get that. But I just think that 
Jared Goff is worth buying back into after what he played, how he played against the Cardinals. It's not going to be again the same level, but I think he's worth starting. Okay, Gardner Minshew. Let's do Dave versus Heath here. Jamie's got Minshew 20th. Heath has him 10th. And Dave has him outside the top 24 facing the Chargers at Gardner home. Minshew. That's the player you hate. Yeah, there I you guess go. that's the player I hate. And I'd be stunned if anybody started him in their fantasy playoffs. I've got him in starting first my fantasy back. playoffs. My first game Over who? <laughs> yes. Kyler Murray. All right, I get that you probably have trust issues with both of those guys, but I still think there's a, probably a little more upside for Kyler than there is for Minshew. Gardner Minshew in America has been pretty fantastic. <laughs> Basically 20 fantasy points per game. I think this Chargers team, second consecutive road game going across the Actually, country. Actually, they're fourth consecutive. Fourth consecutive. Even like doubly bad. Twice as bad as second consecutive road game. They're 13th consecutive. 13th consecutive. <laughs> they've never had a home game. And Wait, I, you forgot last year. I like the offense for quarterback production because of John D. Phillips. I don't know. I'm not sure he's good for winning games, but I think he's good for quarterback production. I like his weapons, and I think he's going to cut loose a little bit in this game. I'm perfectly like maybe Jared Goff has more upside on a weekly basis than Gardner Minshew does, but I'm I feel much more confident in Gardner Minshew's floor because he's going to run just a little bit, and he's really almost every game in his last five over 300 total yards. He had some touchdown problems, okay. but over 300 total yards. I got, I got more faith time. in Mitchell Trubisky than I do in Gardner Minshew. I just, just like, he's had so I, many I, more this terrible This isn't about games. the matchup as much as it is about a quarterback who's probably just not going to try and make mistakes. This is a game I think they can win with Leonard Fournette. Well, and so I, I just don't see Gardner Minshew going off and having a big game. The most interesting game script storyline to me is in this game because the Chargers see the fewest pass attempts in the NFL, but the Jaguars have thrown 41 or more passes in four straight games because they have been blown out by 17 or more points in four straight games. Also, mm -hmm. if you notice, since Melvin Ingram returned, the Chargers' run defense has actually gotten a lot better. At running backs are averaging just 3.43 yards per carry against the Chargers in their last four games. So, you know, teams typically don't throw the ball on the Chargers, which is why they've been so good against quarterbacks. But the Jaguars have been throwing a ton because they stink lately. I, I don't really know how that's going to go, but pass attempts could determine Gardner Minshew's fate this okay. week. And so because you you don't have a good feel about how it's going to go, I think the full range of outcomes is out there for Gardner Minshew. But I still think it's more bloody likely that he ends up disappointing than thriving. All right, two more rankings disputes here. Let's go with... This you is got P Gus Bradley going back to Jacksonville. Forgot about that. Let's go with PPR <laughs> uh, and Chris Carson. And we'll go Dave versus Heath again. And Dave, you have Chris Carson 12th in PPR, and Heath, you have him 21st. Heath, you get the first word, Chris Carson at the Rams. Yeah, I worry about the fact that Carson only saw one. Like Part of the big boost for him this year has been that they've thrown the ball to the running backs more. They talked about wanting to do that. And then last week, that was where Penny was more involved. I think he had five targets to Carson's one target. There's a little bit of uncertainty about inside the five or 10 yard line. Will it be Chris Carson or will it be Penny? And it, I don't think Carson's going to pull himself out at the one to give Penny a touchdown again, but it might be that Penny's in the game when they get there and they just leave him in because they clearly trust him in that role. So I just think Rashad Penny has taken a chunk out of uh, Chris Carson's floor and ceiling. I think he's taken a chunk out of, out of the ceiling for sure, but I still think he's absolutely worth starting. The last three times these teams have met, the lead back for Seattle has had a monster game. Two of those three times, the second back has also had a very good game for Seattle. And the Rams have looked great against the run against teams like Chicago and Arizona. Um, they've stunk against run-first teams like the Ravens, the Niners, and even Week 5 against Seattle. 
So I think Chris Carson's absolutely worth starting. And I think the Seattle, if they have their druthers, they're going to give both these guys a lot of run. And if only one guy's going to get the carries, maybe they fall behind a little bit. I think it's going to be Carson, not Penny. And, and I've got Carson 21st, so I'm I'm mostly still starting. That's right? where I had but, him last week, and look what happened. He ended up having a good game, and yeah, Penny ended up just I, getting the extra touchdown. I I think the the like for me with Carson, I just I think what he's I, like. You're right. The, the, this isn't about the matchup. This isn't about I think the workload because Carson will still I think get more touches. But I think the catches, if you're just going based on what happened last week it's probably going to be Penny having more receptions than Carson. And it's a matter, I think, who fought. Who fought. They're not scoring, what, they have three rushing touchdowns last week? Right. I well, don't think they're getting they three that. totals. Well, they're probably not running it 45 times either. Right. right. And they had so, the ball for 40 I, minutes. I, like, I, Carson could definitely have a, a very solid game, but if he doesn't score and it's Penny, then that's just, I think, where Carson loses a little bit. So he's still the better of the two running backs, and this is just one of those things where I think it's just who, you, who you have on your roster, who you feel more comfortable with. Like All you're right, starting Carson over one. Miles Sanders, right? In yeah. PPR. Like I would start Sanders over Carson in, in PPR. You would as well. And, and Freeman. Um, and Freeman too. Yeah. Like like I I made that decision in a, in a big fantasy game last week, and it worked out because as even though both were good, Sanders was better in PPR. Okay, last one here. Uh, John Brown had to go with John Brown, right? I'll go Jamie versus Heath here, even though Dave is actually the lowest on John Brown. But Jamie has Brown 26th. He's facing Baltimore. 26th in non-PPR, 32nd in PPR. Heath has John Brown as his number one wide... No, 10th in uh, non-PPR, 11th in PPR. Jamie, you think John Brown is a borderline start this week? I'm just worried about the targets. I mean, you know, we've seen the last two weeks, the targets have come down for him, and he's facing an amazing secondary in this matchup where I think Josh Allen's going to struggle. So I'm just concerned about it, and, and I say that um, we have him on our show today on on uh, CBS Sports HQ. He came on to talk to us. Um, he actually said it's going to be a field goal game. So I don't know if that's high scoring comes down to a field goal or low scoring comes down to a field goal. I would lean toward low scoring based on how these two defenses operate. So I'm just a little bit concerned about Brown. He's been passed in terms of targets the last, uh, whatever it is, certainly two weeks, but I think maybe over the last month in terms of targets from Cole Beasley. So I, I just worry about Josh Allen developing as a quarterback, spreading the ball around a little bit, not necessarily John Brown having a big game. I don't know if he's going to throw for a touchdown again. Um, so he's become touchdown dependent in some tough matchups, and this is a tough matchup. Yeah, I think this probably tells as much about my process as anything because John Brown has had two games where the targets have been a major concern with just four. The two games before that, he had 25 targets in two games. And I expect this is a game where Baltimore is going to have to lead. Buffalo is going to struggle to run a little bit, and they're going to have to throw more passes than they normally do. So I expect Brown's targets to come back up. And when he's gotten targets, he's been very good. All right, so Jimmy Smith's been back for five games. Also, Marcus Peters is there now. In those five games with Jimmy Smith, four wide receivers have had 80 or more yards. They were Sanu, Edelman, Hopkins, and Robert Woods. Robert Woods was junk. That was almost all on the final drive. Tyler Boyd, Emmanuel Sanders, two of the three Rams wide receivers, they were all terrible. So it hasn't been a good matchup, and uh, it will be interesting to see what happens here as you guys have Josh Allen as a sit. Um, and we will uh, we will preview. I mean, that game Tyler Boyd later. had six for sixty two. He wasn't he wasn't terrible. That's pretty bad. That's pretty bad. Twelve PPR points is right around what John Brown gives you from week to week. Yeah, he has that was his four for quite a while. Less yeah. than that though. Uh, four like at the ceiling. <laughs> uh, okay, so it is real quick, guys. Before we get into Kansas City, New England, start sit or flex at best. Devin Singletary against Baltimore. I'll start him. I will. Do, I mean, I don't know if it's so tough to run on Baltimore like we've, what we saw last week. Yeah, you know their run defense has gotten a little leaky lately. I mean, the 49ers are one of the best run offenses in the NFL, though. But I bet the Bills think of themselves as a they team probably that do. Can do that. Okay, 
They're going to try. I think they're going to try. Marquise Brown in that game. Sit. 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 Okay. And who's next on this list? There we go. Uh, well, because we talked about John Brown. We talked about DJ Chark. Mike Williams at Jacksonville. Flex. I'm sitting. Him. He's, I mean, we've all been ranked the same, so I guess we should say the same thing. But I, I think I'm sitting. I'm sitting him, too. Uh, I, I, I really like to start him. No, we don't. Have, it's, we had the wrong guy ranked up on the screen, so I said something that wasn't true. Jamie definitely likes Mike Williams more than I do, but I'm sitting him. How about Odell Beckham at Cincinnati, home against Cincinnati? Must start. I got him as a top 24 receiver. I don't know how high you've got him this week. Can you see it right in front of you? Oh, yeah. FanDuel. I'm the low guy on Odell. Start him, but we like him as a number two. Yeah, he's he's good. I'm going to... Yeah, he's good. Uh, Kareem Hunt against Cincinnati. Start. I like him, too. Start. Start him. Joe Mixon. Start him. You're probably starting him. Yeah. John Ross. No. No. Stash. Okay. The game. Week 16 against the Dolphins. John Ross is going to win some people championships. <laughs> no, AJ Green will. AJ Green. It's going to be Eli Manning how and John funny, Ross. How funny would it be if AJ Green plays Comes, week right, right. I wish he plays week 17. Wait, hold on. AJ Green plays week 16. It's his first game of the season. He's facing the Dolphins. Where do you rank AJ Green? One. <laughs> that's, his, that's his contract game. Okay, here we go. Kansas City at New England. So, stat of the game, Patriots give up the fewest fantasy points to wide receivers. The Chiefs give up the fourth fewest points to wide receivers. Um, Edelman is going to be an easy start. Do you have any hesitation in starting Tyreek Hill this week? No. No. Way too much upside. Okay. No. I mean, I, I maybe if I had Devontae Parker and DJ Moore and Tyreek Hill, I might sit Ty- Tyreek Hill. All right. He was pretty bad against them last time out. That was in the playoffs. He had like 40 yards. Of course, he was amazing. But he was really good against them in the first game they played, right? Yeah, but the thing is, so if you look at New England and you look at all the elite wide receivers, it's about midway through 2018, they just became amazing. Devontae Adams, 40 yards. Thielen, 28 yards. Diggs, 49 yards. Antonio Brown, 49. Juju, 40 yards. Keenan Allen, two catches, 75 yards and a touchdown. Tyreek Hill, 42 yards. Uh, Now, a lot of those guys scored, so I will say that. But even this year, they've just been even better. So, holy cow, he had seven for 142 and three touchdowns at Foxborough last That year. was the last time an elite wide receiver had like a really big game, although I think Brandon Cooks did in the Super Bowl as well. Um, but yeah, th- since that game, elite wide receivers have, have really struggled in terms of yards, but a lot of them have scored. All right, so you'll start Tyreek Hill. I get it. It's hard to sit Tyreek Hill uh, one big play and, you know, he makes it there. Let's actually uh, begin with the Patriots. Um Dave, you're the low guy on Tom Brady. Jamie and Heath have him right around 13th. You have him 21st. Yeah, just nervous about him being close to a top 12 fantasy quarterback when so many of his numbers came playing from behind last week. Fair point. Heath, Jamie, care to respond? He he could be playing from behind again. The Chiefs score a lot of points often. Yeah, I mean, I I think this game is going to be a high-scoring affair. Uh, You know, I, I look at his numbers at home based on the... I'm not going to look at the Dallas game as as a good indicator of him not playing well at home. I just think that they're, they they can't run. This is just a team that cannot run the ball with any level of success. And I think that, you know, this is, uh, uh, I don't buy into this Chiefs defense all of a sudden being magically fixed because they took on Phillip Rivers and Derek Carr in their building in the last two weeks, and all of a sudden their secondary is better. It's not a good defense. So I think Brady's going to come out and have success. And uh, last two games against them last year, he was over 300 yards in both. I do think their pass rush is better, though. They've gotten healthy up front, and we know that the Patriots are going to go with a backup center. 
And I wonder if there's just going to be some mistakes made there. And that could hurt Brady a little bit. He'll have a little bit less time to throw. He'll get sacked a little bit. I think that's been part of the key for the, the Chiefs defense, playing great against bad quarterbacks. Um, but there, before the last two games, there were a number of quarterbacks that had really good games against Kansas City. Okay, and Frank Clark for the Chiefs is questionable with a shoulder injury, so he's yeah. But I don't, I'm not out. even sure if he's their best pass rusher anymore. He's still a pass rusher, but oh, fair enough. Um, yep. Brady has faced four teams that rank 20th or worse against quarterbacks, and he has scored 21 more or more points in all four of the matchups. The Chiefs are 21st uh, against quarterbacks, mm-hmm. and usually worse on the road. So you mentioned Jamie that they can't run. Can they run this week against one of the worst run defenses in football? They'll try. Start, starter sit Michelle and, and James White. White's a must start in PPR. Um, I would sit Sony Michelle everywhere else. Agreed. Okay. No faith in Michelle. Uh, Rashad Penny or Sony Michelle? Penny. 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 Okay. Penny. They give up the Little Penny. They give up the most. <laughs> uh, I'll go Michelle and non PPR. Penny and PPR. Five point one. Typically, what I do with with. We all have a different way we do our rankings. What I do is the first thing I do when I go to running backs, I put Christian McCaffrey at the top and I put Sony Michelle at 30 and I just work. <laughs> Chiefs have really struggled, by the way, against the pass catching running backs lately. So, you know, it's it's a good setup for James White. The Patriots wide receivers. I did not realize that Mohamed Sanu played 22% of the snaps last week. I think maybe Jacoby Myers is just replacing him. Uh, I don't know if that's uh, the case. I, I noticed that as well. He was their primary punt returner, and then when they were, you know, going three wide receiver, four wide receivers, you know, just trying to, you know, find some semblance of a passing game, that's when he was on the field and he had the bad fourth quarter drop, which we all remember. Um, he, I think, is still battling through that ankle injury, but this is where it's going to be I, in terms of how Brady operates. Edelman's going to get his numbers. White's going to get his numbers. Who's going to be the third guy? Is it Myers after the seven targets last week? Is this a Dorsett over the top for a big play? Is this Sanu maybe getting healthy? It's one of those guys has to help him in some capacity. And so that's, I think, is where we'll see Brady's ceiling versus floor. So I think somebody's going to step up. I couldn't tell you who it's going to be, but I think one of those three guys will have a decent game. So if you're looking DFS, take a chance on one of those three guys if you want to. I would lean Myers just based on the targets last week. But in seasonal, I mean, Edelman's the only one we're starting, right? You can't trust those guys, yeah. Oh, Kidoki. Uh, so said Ben Watson. <laughs> Even though Chiefs stink against what? tight ends, yes. Patrick Mahomes. Anything to really break down here? Fourth for Jamie, second for Dave, sixth for Heath. You start Mahomes. I'd start Carson Wentz over him. But the I thing is, too. like, he really hasn't been great, you know, since since the first three games of the season. I mentioned the stats. In his last seven games, 61% of his passes, 7-point completion rate, 7.5 yards per attempt, on pace for 23 touchdowns in those seven games. He did leave one of them early. Threw 50 touchdowns last year. So, I don't know. Like, do you see enough in Patrick Mahomes? He scored 21 points against the Raiders last week. Do you see enough in him to really feel like he's a must-start at New England? It's it's the same thing what we talked about earlier in the show. It, it's, you know, you can make an easy argument for Wentz, Cousins, I'll still say Baker, um, you know, these guys that have good matchups that could have a higher ceiling, but it's, you're still talking about the best quarterback in football. He may not be the MVP this year, but he's the best quarterback in football. Yeah. I mean, he's having a bad stretch and he's averaging 7.5 yards per attempt, which is above league average. Yeah. And, and, and we saw the Patriots the, I don't know, Adam, if you saw the practice reports for Jason McCourty, if he's going to play, um, uh, he's questionable. We don't know yet. So, you know, that was a, a, a scenario that the Texans clearly exposed and, and picked on. 
And so if if you're looking at it, maybe Tyreek Hill doesn't have the same, what was it, 140 and three? Right. No, he doesn't have that. But Kelsey will get his numbers. I know Chung has been very good against tight ends. It, oh, you're Kelsey just not get it. No, I get. It. I, I'm it's not, fine. It's fine. I'm not you. sitting Patrick Mahomes. Even if I have Carson Wentz, I'm probably not still sitting Carson. You know, uh, Mahomes, because I don't want to lose my fantasy playoff game because I sat. What is the best quarterback in football? All right, let's talk about the Chiefs running backs here. So, do we have to? Yeah. Yes, I, we do. Yes, this is really important, actually. So, how, would you start a Chiefs running back over a struggling Aaron Jones against the Redskins? No, no, I would not do that. Would you start Devin Singletary or a Chiefs running back? Or, uh, yeah, Chiefs running back. Yeah, same, Devin Singletary. Really? Okay. So who would you start a Chiefs running back over? Dave, you're the one who said you like LaShawn McCoy. Sonny Michelle. <laughs> Rashad Penny. I'd start McCoy over Penny. I would, too. Um, I would start him over Philip Lindsay. Start him over Montgomery. Start him over Geis. Kenyon Drake, a Bucks running back. This, oh, yeah, I'd it, start Drake and Penn, and Lindsey and Montgomery over him. I would too. Uh, this is going to come down to touchdowns because he just yes. hasn't been getting the work. It, it's so, you look at it, there's been four games now where Damian Williams has either left or been hurt. And two guys in every game has found the end zone. You're facing a team in the Patriots that has allowed two touchdowns to running backs on the season. So if he scores, he's going to be fine. If he doesn't score, I don't think he's going to be very good just because they haven't given him the typical workload that you see from a Chiefs running back. Okay, we've if, seen. Hold, Dave, let me oh, ask you this though: If Damian Williams plays, he's the only guy that they've actually given like big work to. If Damian Williams plays, what would that mean for Damian Williams and Lashawn McCoy? It, it would hurt because now both of them would split, and I would actually feel more comfortable about. It. I'd start Damian Williams about starting Williams over McCoy. Yeah, but you know that they would both play, and I think it would totally change. I, I would start Williams ahead of McCoy if that were to happen. But I wouldn't feel as good about it as I do now about LaShawn McCoy as a top 24 running back. He'd have to have a full practice for me to want to start him, really. Because and I like, think he would need it for the Chiefs to want to start him. Is he in too. a Dalvin Cook situation where one shot to the ribs and Damian Williams can't sure. play anymore? So he doesn't have the upside of Dalvin Cook. You say, first of all, you say that about Dalvin Cook, and we don't know if that's Dalvin Cook's Well, that's, it happened twice not. in his most recent game. He got hit in the shoulder and he couldn't play anymore. Sure. But that was in the most recent game. It's not like something that's been laid out and the Vikings are, well, obviously the Vikings aren't going to come out and say something like that, but it was just pretty, makes, it was just makes so much said, the right? Vikings sit them down. Yes. Yeah. Look, bottom line is this. I, I really feel like when the Chiefs have played the Patriots, the running backs have had huge numbers. We've seen that. At least 13 non-PPR points each of the five games Reed has coached against him, and that includes Sharkhandrick West getting 13 points. And sometimes, four of those games, it's been 24 or more non-PPR fantasy points. Because the Patriots just kind of play in this bend but don't break type. But how 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 is that history compared to what they've done this year with their guys? Well, what they've done this year and what they might have to do this week are two completely different things because they might not have enough running backs that they feel good about going with. How good but can it, they possibly it, feel about Darwin Thompson but when is, he's been is, an but, ornament on the bench all season long? Sure, but I mean, there's enough of a sample size with McCoy, with Williams, and without Williams that they haven't given him that. Sure, workload. because they've had the other Williams there. They've had other running well, backs. Well, they also that had Thompson in. last week too, and they ran him when it was in garbage time. Well, I mean, it could be the same thing this way if they're losing. Okay, moving yeah, sure. on. Tyreek Hill start. Travis Kelsey sit. Uh, start. Travis Kelsey start. Don't sit. Travis Kelsey, and that's it. Patriots DST start or sit. Sit, sit if you can, but okay. don't drop them. Right, it's about to get really good for them. So that's it. That's the Chiefs and the Patriots. 
The other games don't matter. Thanks for listening, everybody. Now, uh, FanDuel matters quite a bit. In fact, you should join our FanDuel contest, fanduel.com slash league slash FFT. Join for five bucks. Play against us every week, fanduel.com slash league slash FFT. In fact, if you haven't signed up for FanDuel, now's a great time. FanDuel.com slash FFT. FanDuel.com slash FFT. Just take the word league out of there. Make a $20 deposit. Get five bucks back in site credit every week for four weeks. So again, it's FanDuel.com slash FFT. We love FanDuel. I'm on a hot streak on FanDuel, man. Except I did a horrible job in the uh, Monday night football game. You know, you can play a one game contest and I had Tyler Lockett in there, uh, DK Metcalf in there. It did not work out very well. But other than that, I've been doing really well. I'm having a lot of fun on FanDuel. I think the advice on this show is going to help you win some money on FanDuel. Lots of different types of contests you can play, 50-50s, tournaments. You can play high stakes stuff. You can play where, you know, 50-50s is a lot easier to win. You just don't win as much money. I, I like contests like that a lot. So get on FanDuel right now and See what all the fun is uh, is about on FanDuel at um, FanDuel.com slash FFT. Uh, just while we're wrapping up that game, Daryl Williams was placed on IR. Yes. Okay, Seattle at the Rams. So the stat of the game, Russell Wilson has been so Russell Wilson-like against the Rams in his last three games. He scored 25, 32, and 37 fantasy points. He's thrown 21, 26, and 23 passes with uh, three touchdown passes in all three games, three or more probably making Heath go, he can't keep this up after the game. So uh, Russell Wilson, you know, let's be real here. It's five of his last six games or he's been, I think, 20 or fewer fantasy points. Uh, something like that. What did he score this past The only week? one he wasn't was against the Rams, right? No, it was against the Bucks. Oh. Uh, in, the, in this recent stretch. Yeah, he was very good against the Rams, but um, he scored, I think, 42 points against the Bucks, And for the other five of six, he... Uh, has not been very good. He scored 11 to 20 fantasy points. So, starter sit, Russell Wilson. Start him. Start him. Yeah. Just hopefully this is one of his big games. I mean, whew. It, it's just... What would it, what, just, what would a bad game from Wilson look like from all the Seahawks? It would mean a lot of running, which is what they want to do, but I don't know if that's something that they're oh, yeah. going to be able to do for four quarters. They win 21-13. And score two of their touchdowns on the ground. Okay. How and likely is it ha- that that happens? I think there's a chance, well, the but last, I don't think it's a huge chance. The last five, five weeks would make it look more likely than we are ranking it like, but I'm just going to hope that Russell Wilson is Russell Wilson again. Because he's he's not been good for most of the last month and a half for fantasy. So uh, Cousins, Mayfield, Wentz over Wilson? I'm not starting any of them over Russell Wilson. Well, I'll take Wentz. Oh, Wentz. Yeah, I thought yeah, Wentz. Probably. <laughs> Okay. I mean, now that Eli Manning's playing, it's going to be such a shootout, Heath, that Wentz is going to have to throw. I uh, do think Eli Manning playing is better for Carson Wentz, for sure. I think it's worse for Carson Agreed. Wentz because they won't score as many points. Eli, Eli Manning, Manning is, is better than Daniel Jones currently. You are... S- Jared Goff, <laughs> we talked about. 14th for Dave and Jamie, 23rd for Heath. Todd Gurley. Like or love Todd Gurley this week? Like. Like. Yeah, I probably need to move him up a little bit. I think I'm the low guy on him. I just, the only thing that worries me is this trend so far this year. And I know they say they're not managing anything with Todd Gurley's knee and everything's fine and he's never had any problems, but he's had 19 or more carries in four games this season. In the game following that, he's either missed the game or had 11 or fewer touches in all the other games. So I I hope that Todd Gurley is just fine. And Sean McVay's statement that he's going to stop being an idiot and give Todd Gurley the ball makes me want to project him for more touches. I think the one game that I would throw out in that is the Ravens game. 
because right. I don't think that was by design, like to right. limit his touches. I think killed. that just happened. Right. Right. Yeah. Rams wide receivers. Okay, you can't trust Brandon Cooks, right? No. Who do you like better, Woods or Cup? Woods. 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 Cup or Gurley as a flex? Cup and PPR. Yep. Yeah. Is Robert Woods a must start at this point? 80 or more receiving yards in four of his last yes. five? Yeah. Yes. Yes. I, I think easier in PPR, obviously, you know, based on the lack of touchdowns. But um, it's hard to get away from it. it like DJ Moore leading into the, the two touchdown game. You know, there's just so many targets there. There's the, you know, the floor is pretty good. You know, you're talking eight or nine points in non-PPR, and then just hopefully this is going to be the week that he finds the end zone. What makes it really hard for me about saying receivers are must-starts when they're ranked in the teens is that, like, Devontae Parker and DJ Moore were guys that were taken so late in their top ten wide receivers. Like, if you have those guys, then no, he's not a must-start. Sure, right. Um, there has not been... And the percentage, been... the percentage is bared out. What, what would you say, just while Devontae Parker start percentages? It's like 55% or something. No, it's much higher than that. 90. Yeah, I think it's the same. But, but, but for his his production, right. it should be 105. Right. You know what I mean? That's just yeah. what he's been doing. Okay, give me the Tyler Higby scenarios here with and without Gerald Everett. Well, you go back to the first meeting, Gerald Everett beat them up. You know, So it, it's a situation where this, I think, is what's hurt Brandon Cooks. It's what's hurt Cooper Cup over the last month. Um, you know, They've started using their tight ends really starting around that time um, when these first two teams met, but I mean, I think Higby, you've seen the, you know, just natural growth with Everett's wrist injury, then the knee injury, and then with Everett not being there last week. And again, it was the free space against the Cardinals, but um, in a game where I think it's going to be high scoring, I think they're going to have to throw and, and Jared Goff has leaned on his tight ends enough to say he's in that top 12 conversation. Um, I, just to give you an example, I would start Tyler Higby over Mark Andrews. I like the, I like the setup better for Higby than I do for Andrews this week. That's, that's scary. Uh, yeah, but I get where you're coming from on that. Targets have been better. Yeah, no, it's um, true. Well, the, for how many weeks has it been better? Uh, last two for Higby. Okay, right. With uh, the Higby is injury. my favorite streamer. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't like of all, but if we get Hooper back and we get Ingram back, we've got ten tight ends. Yeah. that we actually like. Dustin, nine. Time. I'm I'm nine for you. Uh, like, how much would you like Evan Ingram? I mean, you've got a you've got a crowded receiving core, and you've got. Well, Eli I mean, Manning you, you, and, you forget what he just said. Phil Sims is coming back. Oh, right. I forgot. Eli Manning, <laughs> check down Manning, who was going to hold the ball for two seconds and dump it to Barkley or Ingram. He would be a top 10 it, tight end. It, it will be interesting to see for the Hooper and the Ingram owners who they picked up in place of those guys. Because, again, yeah. Higby playing very well, and I don't think it's a tough matchup. Uh, Gusecki, no, it's a great matchup huh? for Higby. It's not a tough matchup. They right. give up the it's fourth for most Higby. fantasy points to tight ends. They're right. terrible exactly. against G tight ends. Gasecki in 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 a in a what I think still a favorable matchup without Jamal Adams there and what he's done and you know it's funny like you, you look there's two scenarios one is in tonight's game with Anthony Miller since Trey Burton went on IR Anthony Miller's numbers have just skyrocketed and since Preston Williams went down Gasecki's numbers have skyrocketed yep. you know so you, this is that's the dilemma that I think a lot of people are going to have is who's and and Kyle Rudolph too you know people that picked up Rudolph if if Thielen's out same thing so. Um, I will probably not put Hooper and Ingram in the same spots where they were. I, it sounds like you are. Not, no, because I had Hooper like as a top three tight end and Ingram was a top five but or you, six. You, they'll be in the top 10 for me. I don't know if that, like, they'll be probably 10 through 14 for me because right. I do like the setups for Higby and, and, and Gusecki this week, and I think that they will play well in consecutive games. Okay, so back to this game here. The Rams, we've pretty much covered. Now the Seahawks. Talked about Russell Wilson. Talked about Chris Carson. Rashad Penny's 
a flex. We can compare him to some other guys. Uh, but how about Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf? What do you think this week for these guys? How would you compare them to the Rams receivers? I'm ranking Metcalf as the number one receiver for the Seahawks because he's been the number one receiver for the last month for the Seahawks. So I, I don't feel comfortable with having Tyler Lockett outside of my top 25 wide receivers. I've got him right around 30. I think he's a fine flex. And I understand if you see Tyler Lockett's upside and just can't bench him. Yep. That, there's nothing wrong with that. Adam, Adam, can you rewind to the players you hate? Lockett? You want to put Lockett there? No, Metcalf. Oh, really? I, th- I think Metcalf's getting Ramsey. It's, it's the typical receiver that he takes away. He did it with Allen Robinson a couple weeks ago. I, I think it's going to be one of those situations where they put him on Metcalf because, like you said, he's been their number one guy. He's been leading them in targets. Lockett will eat him up if they give him the targets that he needs because this is the type of receiver that Ramsey struggles with when he does follow somebody. Sure. So uh, I think if they keep Lockett in this lot, this is a game where he can surprise you. Now, there's no semblance of data to suggest that over the last three weeks because his targets have been down, his production has been down, so I get it if you want to bench him. But I just feel like if Russell Wilson's going to have to throw and be successful in this game, leaning on his receivers, I would take Lockett over DK Metcalf. I think this is a Lockett and Hollister game. I don't think that they're going to go at Ramsey if Ramsey follows Metcalf. And we that's the key. To, it's another one of those things that we just don't know because they've played a lot of zone last couple of weeks. And well, they played not followed at all. They, they played two running quarterbacks. And you yeah. have to play zone against running right. quarterbacks. So Lamar Jackson, they don't have a receiver that you have to worry about from Ramsey's perspective. And I don't think the same thing with the, the Cardinals guys, too. But so Russell Wilson, but he doesn't run like those guys. He but he like will guys, if it's a he, competitive game. He always does. Yeah, but the games really. But I think if you play not to defense the same and turn degree, your back, but but again, but they're not going to do that against these. Guys. But again, those two teams don't have a receiver like Metcalf, who's a big physical guy. That part's true, yes. And I think that's where you could just say, if you're Wade Phillips, take him away, make Russell use the other guys, and let's see if they beat us that way. And that's what they try to do: is that they've used the other guys, and not that you're going to lean on the David Moore's and Malik Turner's of the world. Right. But, this has been a problem for Lockett, yeah. but and they've been a problem. And Hollister, Hollister, sure, as a short area target for sure. I think if 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 we believe that Russell Wilson's going to be a good quarterback, and if we believe that the Rams are going to put up points, then you've got to believe Tyler Lockett's got a chance, provided that he doesn't have the flu and he doesn't want to just lay in bed like he said the after the game thing, last week. And I don't, I haven't watched a whole lot of him closely because he hasn't had the ball thrown to him very much the last few weeks. And I haven't like in look for ISO film of Tyler Lockett running routes, but it's also kind of coincided with that big injury that he had where he was in the hospital. And then all of a sudden he was yeah, okay. 100%. So I don't know if we know if Tyler Lockett's run well, he, routes they, at the full they, they had a, a deep target to him. He looked like he was running fine. Russell yep. just, you know, one of the rare times where he doesn't throw a, a, a pretty deep ball, but, um, I think I don't think it's going to be uh, the Tampa Bay game. What do you have? Fourteen catches in that right. game, or 14 no chance. Game? But I do think this could be a three for sixty in a touchdown game where he has one of the big splash plays because of the matchups that are set up for him comparatively to Mecca. Jacob Hollister or Tyler Higby, if Everett's out. Higby, 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 and Gasecki. All right, they're ranked fairly similar though. Similarly though, like around twelfth. So Hollister, I've got him back to back. Yeah. yeah, you can use him. And uh, the Rams DST, probably want to avoid... Yeah, I probably want to avoid the DSTs in this game. we got to take a quick break here. Denver at Houston when we come back on Fantasy Football today. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive football stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster... Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. 
Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. Okay, Denver at Houston. So is this a tough matchup for uh, for the uh, Texans here? Or are we cool with them? No. Cool with them. Yep. I actually like Carlos Hyde a lot this week. A lot? Mm-hmm. Non-PBR uh, more than uh, he's, he is He is 20 for me in non-PBR, yeah. Wow. Because Car- Wolf's out? Because Wolf's out. And because they're a seven-point favorite at home. I think it's going to be a game where they got the ball a lot. He's going to have 15-plus carries. His track record with 15-plus carries and non-PPR has been pretty good. So I like the setup for him, To uh, I think this is going to be a 60- to 80-yard game on the ground, and I do think he scores. Interesting. Yeah, he usually gets a pretty good workload in their wins. I kind of like Will Fuller because there have been yep. five wide receivers Same. with nine or more targets against the Broncos, and all of them are number two receivers. So, um, yep. You know, you just how many of them have like three or fewer targets? What do you mean? Well, I, we just don't know how many targets Will Fuller is going to get. That's true. It's but just I such think a grab bag with him. The, the you know the the trend is they don't throw at Chris Harris. So, uh, you so know, you don't like DeAndre Hopkins. I don't know. You guys seem to like him just fine. I mean, I think there's reason to be concerned about Hopkins. I think uh, you're right. Since the trade deadline, though. Chris Harris, he's playing hard. He's doing everything the right way, but he's given up a little bit production, a little bit more production than he did earlier in the season. Seemingly, went one bad beat every week. Uh, yeah, one uh, big play. He let week. he let Keenan Allen go. Um, where you know, if you watch the game, it was a little hard to tell was he expecting help or they. You know, it looked like they were in zone initially. Allen crossed the field. Harris apparently was supposed to follow him. He didn't. Allen had an easy touchdown. The play to John Brown. Right. Locked him down the entire game. Right. He had the 34 yard touchdown. Him. Right. This guy's a different animal because they're not going to shy away from him, as we saw with Gilmore last week. They'll still throw at Hopkins. He may not get 12 plus targets. And he, you alluded to this last week when Will Fuller's play, his targets him down. Right. But you're still starting DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, it, th- okay. this isn't one of those situations where you shy away from I've him. got him ranked top 10. I will voice one other concern about him is that he's not gone deep really this year very much. His average depth of target is down like 20% from where it was last year. And that's been the way to beat Chris Harris so far this year. So hopefully they change that up and send him deep a little bit. Because I could see this being a Will Fuller game where they just say, you know what? You don't have anybody else that can cover Will Fuller. He's one of the best DFS plays you'll find. Because nobody's going to look at him as numbers and say, oh, i got to play him because he's been playing well. But when you look deeper, like you said, Adam, the number two receivers against this team have been very successful. So, Dave, I've got two flex spots. And on my bench here, I've got Will Fuller, Carlos Hyde, Duke Johnson, and Rashad Penny. Which two do I play? And let's go half PPR. I'm going to sit the Texans running backs, both of them, and go with Penny and Fuller. And I I like Fuller as a flex. You know what the upside is. You know what the downside is. If he's a flex for you, I I think it's worth a chance, especially against Denver. Hopefully he gets those opportunities. But the workload splits the last three weeks for the Texans running backs have not been in Carlos Hyde's favor at all. Well, look who they played, played, though. Well, look who they played. It's been close games, though. And you're talking about a blowout one. I don't know if it's going to be or not. And even if it is, the Texans were winning last week. They won each of the last two weeks. And they were back and forth games. And Carlos Hyde didn't have a ton of work in either. That was against, which is why I'm concerned about McCoy, a great run defense of the Patriots. And then three games ago. The Patriots had a great run defense? We used to think that was their vulnerability. They ranked top five. They ranked top five. They're They're a good. They're they're a very good run defense. They've allowed almost five yards per carry the last five weeks, though. And then you look at two games before that, it was against Baltimore. They so. rank top five in fantasy points allowed. Yeah, because Adam's y- YPC for life. 
Mm-hmm. So they don't rank top. Well, five. this used to be They're the Patriots just, used to be a team where we could <laughs> no, say no, no, no. I think just like overall in the year, just regular NFL stats. I think they're up there. Uh, well, I don't know. I think I think they're going to win this game. I think they're going to win the game rather easily. It's funny that you think it's going to be a close game because you don't like Lindsey. You either must love Drew Locke. I think it's just going to be a little bit of a low-scoring game where the Texans have a bit of a letdown after last week. I'm just holding on to hope that the Texans realize Duke Johnson is better than Carlos Hyde. And he's, That's what we've been seeing. I, not in carries, though. I, I no, like, not in carries, but in playing time. I would if, if you need Hyde to I'd, score. I'd start Fuller and Duke. Okay, in that scenario. Now, how do you feel about Cortland Sutton this week? Man, five targets last week. I know he caught two touchdowns, but yeah, I'm a little nervous. Always nervous he's about playing Cortland Sutton. so well. Like even without huge volume, he's been making some great plays. Tough catches. I I've got it. Fuller, Chark, Sutton, back to back to back at yeah. the end of my number two wide receivers. And so I can, you're probably starting him. Okay, would you start uh, Rashad Penny or Cortland Sutton? Sutton, Sutton, Sutton. Chris Carson or Cortland Sutton? Carson, Carson, Carson. Philip Lindsay or Cortland Sutton? Sutton, Sutton. Lindsay for me. Do you like a tight end in this game? No. No. Deshaun Watson is a top two quarterback, I think, for everyone. Start Deshaun Watson. Uh, the Dolphins are at the Jets. Ooh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, man, against a depleted Jets secondary. Well, first of all, which quarterback do you like better in this game? Fitzpatrick. I'm a noted Sam Darnold supporter and fan, so I will say <laughs> Sam Darnold over Fitzpatrick. I'm going Darnold, too. I'm going right back to him. I, are you ranking him as a star? Like, where are these guys in your rank? Yes, I've got him 10th. Woo. No, I don't have either quarterback in this game in the top 15, but I've, I think I've got him 15 and 17 or something, so they're very close. I've got Fitzpatrick 13 and Donald, I think, 16 or 17. Right. But I like both. I think both have a chance to play well. I just think there's a higher ceiling for Fitzpatrick, who had a higher ceiling against them the first time they met, even if you give Ryan Griffin the touchdown. Sure. The famed Ryan Griffin touchdown. <laughs> the, the mysterious. <laughs> well, it should have been a touchdown, honestly. Yeah, totally. If, if they finish as the top two quarterbacks in fantasy this week, I, I don't think any of us would be all that surprised. You know, it'd be surprising, but they have massive. I would be upside. pretty surprised. I, I, I have, I, I'm, I'm really in a, in, a, in a tough decision between Ryan Fitzpatrick and Matt Ryan this week. Oh, well, I don't know how you sit Ryan with all his weapons. You know, if he's got everybody healthy, and how do I sit right with all his weapons? Fitzpatrick's been better than them for the last five weeks. Right, he hasn't had all of his weapons. Fitzpatrick, so Fitzpatrick last year with the Bucks threw for four hundred yards in each of his first three games, and then he got benched because he was so bad in his fourth game. And basically, the same thing happened later in the season. He replaced Winston. He played well. He comes back, gets benched again. So we just, you know, what Fitzpatrick is. He's got so much downside, but he is. But it's hard well. to believe that this is going to be the game that does him in and puts him on the bench. Neither of these teams can rush the quarterback. Neither of these teams have a good secondary. Is uh, like, both of these quarterbacks potentially could throw for three touchdowns? Is Le'Veon Bell just an automatic start still? Yep. Yep. Is Especially in PPR. Patrick Laird. Better than like a DJ Chark in PPR. No, that's a little. No, but I would start Patrick Laird in PPR over LaShawn McCoy. I would too. I would not. Okay, Devontae Parker's a must start. Which Jets wide receiver do you like? I think they're both number three guys, but I'd take Anderson over Crowder just based on the last three weeks. I have no idea. I'm, I, I don't have any idea either, which is why they're way outside of my top 
20. I bet one of them's really good. I think I think <laughs> Crowder. Well, you think one of them is going to be great. I, I think Crowder is the one you go back to. I, I think well, Robbie like Anderson dropped that high. Touchdown. Then who's who's? I think. Listen, it's about risk tolerance with these receivers. Oh I, no, I, 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 I that's why I've got. I, I can't. Totally, I can't. Totally I can't get feel it. confident going to totally say, get it. start Jameson Crowder sure. as a top. Same thing guy. I said about Brady. There's going to be somebody that steps up. Right. If exactly. You, if you had to, but give, I think Crowder's the one that's got the best chance of stepping up, at least in PPR, because they've gotten away from him the past couple of weeks. It just makes sense that if they want to try and win a game, maybe they just try and be a little bit more conservative on offense instead of trying to chuck it downfield and have Robbie Anderson drop touchdown passes. Okay. so I know Robbie's been great. 100 yards or a touchdown each of his past three. But I, I think Crowder bounces back, and Robbie will get his opportunities. They could both be good. They could be. Yeah, they could be. Which tight end do you like better, Mike Gesicki or Ryan Griffin? Gesicki. I would Gisicki. go Gesicki because right. he's basically the number two receiver for the Dolphins. Now, the Jets allow the Griffin's banged up a little bit too. third fewest fantasy points to tight ends, but really it's it's more about competition. Gasicki himself had 95 yards the first time he faced the Jets, and Griffin had a good game. He had that touchdown call back, but he, ha- he had a good game. Um, there have been five tight ends with six to seven targets against the Jets. They've had 41, 51, 57, 57, and 95 yards, and that's typically what Gasicki's yep. getting, six to seven targets. And and Jamal Adams missing helps, but yeah. really it's the linebackers who cover tight ends for New York, and they're not good at covering tight ends. All right. Sit the DSTs in this game. Anything we missed there? I think we're good, right? Cool. We're good. Tennessee at Oakland. This has a, this also has like a Dolphins Jetsy feeling it feeling to me. I don't know. It could be some some nice streamers in this game. Uh, Ryan Tannehill, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Sam Darnold. I think we're going to have some different answers here, but how do you rank Tannehill, Fitzpatrick, and Darnold? Fitzpatrick, Darnold, Tannehill. Darnold, Fitzpatrick, Tannehill. Minshew, Tannehill, <laughs> Darnold, Fitzpatrick. Okay. I would say this, that the the <laughs> probably the, the safest floor is Tannehill of that group. Yes. Maybe, and Minshew. What? No. Tannehill has the safest floor. <laughs> well, Tannehill has a... Pass attempt problem where he has 19, 18, and 22 in his last three games. So he's got a great matchup. He also runs the most of that group, though. Uh, Oakland gives up the fourth most fantasy points to quarterbacks. It's it's a great matchup. You just have to be a little concerned about the pass attempts. So let me we we have we talked a lot about the streamers, but what are the who are the mid range quarterbacks like? Like Drew Brees, would you start Tannehill or Drew Brees? I still start Brees, but I can certainly see if you want to go Tannehill. I've got Brees two spots higher. I've got him a little higher than Tannehill. I would start literally all of the streamers we've talked about over Drew Brees. Brees was okay last week. He just had passes dropped. Yes, on him. he was. I don't That's know the if thing. We can... I'm not saying right. he's bad. He was really good. But it is a tough match. He's got to be a superstar or a right. running quarterback. He, right. He really should have had a good he game a against superstar. a bad defense. And now he's got a really tough defense coming into his building. With his offensive line banged up. I'm Armstead might play. He's going to have his guard, though, and Armstead yeah, Pete, banged up. Yeah. He's not going to play. Right. So. Drink. Andrews Pete Frisco start Derrick Henry I'm gonna say start Josh Jacobs any hesitation with Jacobs with the shoulder fracture no I mean it's just the fact that he said that that's what the problem is yeah right he's been playing with it Mm. okay and then how about Adam can I do my can I do a Heath Cummings impersonation Uh, sure oh please please do Tyrell Williams is gonna score this week he's a good flex play 
start yeah. Tyrell Williams. That's probably true because I dropped Tyrell Williams in like six <laughs> leagues. That's not the reason why I'm saying it. But. Um, yeah, I did. I am not calling Tyrell this week. I dropped him for Anthony Miller. I dropped yeah, him for Zach Pascal. I would do that. I would do that too. Um, and I'm starting both. I The top three outside cornerbacks for Tennessee. Yeah, exactly. I'll use them in FanDuel. The top three outside cornerbacks for Tennessee are all hurt. So wow. I think the I think Carr and company. Will, but will Derek Carr throw it more than 15 yards? I think I think they try to. This is kind of a back against the wall game for the Raiders. It is. They're still in the playoff. Hunt, it is. And they're at home. But yep. they're also facing a team in a similar spot. Right. So who's the best wide receiver in this game? AJ Brown with a good matchup, and he's due for a good game because he goes good, bad, good, yep. bad, AJ good, Brown. bad. AJ yep. Brown. Yep. Over I'd Tyrell. Tyrell. I'd go Tyrell over AJ Brown. All right. Cool. Darren Waller. Good matchup. Must start. We like him. Yep. Sort him. Best with Hunter Renfro not being there. Okay, great. Tennessee's DST is in play. They're 7th for Jamie, 8th for Dave, 18th for Heath. And they are the number 8 DST this season. And they almost always are 18th? Respect- number 8. 18th. They're 18th for Heath. I'm sorry. They're 8th overall this season. My apologies. Right. Um, so, you know, they're pretty, they're pretty solid almost every week. If you're desperate for a DST, you can look at the Titans. Cincinnati is at Cleveland. So we talked about Baker Mayfield, Jamie and Dave. Jamie, Dave, where do you? I know Jamie likes him a lot, and Heath doesn't like Baker Mayfield. Although he he likes him, he just likes a lot of quarterbacks better than Mayfield. Where are you on Mayfield, Dave? It's Cincinnati. He takes advantage of good matchups. Baker Mayfield is top twelve. How about Andy Dalton? Heath, no. Okay, good because we have to make a decision <laughs> in our on. league. Dalton versus uh, Dalton versus uh, uh, Mayfield. Can we go Mayfield? Yeah, we're going Mayfield. I, did you know last week, I th- I believe I actually benched Mayfield for Dalton on Sunday morning? Yes, I know. Smart. And he, won us, tell you. he won us the week. Yeah, but I saw it. Yep. I, I let it go. <laughs> By the way, seven of the last nine quarterbacks to face the Browns have scored 19 or more fantasy points. The only exceptions are two Pittsburgh quarterbacks. So Yeah, the, like the Browns and Bengals have basically been the same matchup this year. They're like seventh and ninth in fantasy points allowed to quarterback. Interesting. And Andy Dalton's been better than Baker Mayfield this year. How do you? But I'm still going Mayfield. How do you feel about Joe Mixon this week? He's getting a lot of work, and he's been pretty solid um, against it. So, how do you feel about him against the Browns? Start him. I'm fine with him as a number two running back. Yeah, he's in that meh starter range. Okay, His run defense seems to be getting better. So, would you go with Joe Mixon? Let's get some wide receivers. Joe Mixon or Devontae Parker. Parker. Parker by yeah. a mile. Joe Mixon or Allen Robinson? Robinson by three quarters of a mile. Robinson. Uh, Mixon or Will Fuller? Mixon. Yep, I would go with Mixon. Mixon and non-Fuller and PPR. I'll tell you what. I would go with Fuller if I was loaded at running back. So I've got two really good running backs, and I just need somebody with some crazy upside. Tyler Boyd, starter sit in non-PPR. Fine number three. No one number two. Yeah, I've got him as a number two and non. Would you go with Tyler Boyd? or uh, You know, I, I don't really... I'm getting nervous about Calvin Ridley. Would you go with Calvin Ridley or Tyler Boyd this week? Dave, I see you have them back-to-back. That's why I kind of... I'd I go Ridley. Ridley. Ridley and non-PPR. For sure. I got Ridley, too. Okay. Just, you know, all the weapons coming back. Um, All right. Be- Beckham and Landry. So, Landry, everybody's starting. He's been great. And Beckham... Come on. The, he When he's had good matchups, he's been really good. So start Beckham. Uh, yep. I guess the question mark is Kareem Hunt and how you feel about him this week. He's a must-start in PPR. In four games that he's played, he's been top 24 better. 
Um, non PPR, it's a little closer, but I think he's at least a flex. Do we have a David Njoku update? Uh, he's alive. I would guess he's practicing and still on injured reserve and may come back, but won't have an impact. All right, we did not get to as many games as I wanted to today. That's all right. We have another show tomorrow. We'll get to the games No John Ross discussion? No, no John Ross discussion. Uh, Let me do a little bit more Kareem Hunt, though, to finish the show. Kareem Hunt or Tyler Boyd? Boyd. Boyd. Hunt. They're both both similar, and their better format is PPR than non-PPR. But I think, you know, if that's the case, I'll take Boyd. Kareem Hunt or Debo Samuel? I feel better about Hunt than Samuel. DK Metcalf. Hunt. I'll go Metcalf. All right, look, last I'll, week... Oh, go ahead, sorry. Yeah. No, I was going to say Metcalf. Last week, I know I gave the stat about running backs to get 15 or more carries against the Bengals. Le'Veon Bell did not get 15 carries. Nick Chubb most certainly will. He will probably get 20 carries. He is going to have 150 yards and four touchdowns in this game. <laughs> Nick Chubb, DFS, fan, fan dueling Nick Chubb. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. Much appreciated. We got another show tomorrow with the rest of the games, and we'll recap Thursday night for Dave, for Jamie, for Heath. I'm Adam saying, Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.